Last time on Cursebreaker, we got lost in the fog. It didn't take long for our afternoon to transform into a fun little miniature hellscape, complete with barbed bloodworms and jet black nightmare mushrooms. Tibio got separated from the party and had a run-in with one big bad evil curse. It took control of Tibio's exoskeleton and nearly crushed him to death, but Gaspard's singing seemed to shut him down. The rest of us made it out with the help of Judge Malboro's portal magic, and we finally found the peaceful village of Memoir. We're not out of the woods yet. I, I mean, we are, kind of, but there's something big coming. I can feel it. So, you all made it to Memoir. You met Fiblo, uh, that's Tibio's younger brother. Uh, you also met Fen, uh, who seems to be some kind of authority figure around these parts, and a young lass named uh, Timikla. Um, it's a necromancer teacher around here. After a uh, very noisy introduction to these folks on the bridge just leading into town, after Fiblo almost shot some of you with a um, bone? Yeah, a bone crossbow. Crossbone. Shoots little bone shards. <laughs> um, they lead you back into town, and this place is beautiful. Um, all of these buildings are really kind of set in. It looks like they've been here for maybe hundreds of years, but it's all these small cobbled stone cottages with, like, mossy roofs. Uh, some of them are tiled with little nice clay tiles, um, but it's all very grown in and all very well taken care of. Um, you can see that some of the townsfolk must have departed recently. This place isn't as uh, busy and bustling as it as it should be with the number of houses here. Looks like maybe 50 people make this their permanent home, but even less right now. Um, for the first time, you also feel like you've got some time to unwind and relax and rest. Yay, rest. Uh, is everything here small? Yeah, it is actually. So there are some buildings that are kind of like for guests that are built to like normal standards where like a human body is the the default. Um, what about half orcs? I mean, yeah, you'd do fine in those buildings. So there's a couple places for you to actually like sleep. Um, but it, it is a little difficult to get into some of these buildings and you'll have to stay hunched over uh, like in the um, bone archives and stuff like that. Lovely place. Very small. Uh, yes, we spend most of our time outside anyway, so I can get behind that. Yeah. yeah. What's the, like, weather, like, the temperature, it's climate? really nice. Um, compared to all the gloom around here, Memoir is, like, this perfect little sunspot. Um, it's, like, a beautiful, breezy summer day, probably, like, 75 degrees, bright and sunny, you know, healthy trees shaking in the breeze. Hmm. It seems like uh, the town's doing pretty good. Tib, even though the rest of the forest surrounding it is not so hot. Yes, the magic that uh, maintains the found glade is kind of centered here. So this would be the last place to be affected by mm -hmm. the rot. Was but all the forest kind of like this town before? Yes, oh yes. And I think that the faster, um, the sooner I fix things, the better otherwise... Things will start to get bad here as well. Mm. Well, it's really beautiful. Thank you. The darkness actually emanates from a place not too far away from here. It is called La Porte de la Nuit. 
Yes, we passed it on our way here. The, uh, uh, did you say that the grandmère is there still? Oui, she is uh, watching the gate. Once I have rested a bit, I will go see her and uh, deal with all of this. It's the right thing to do. Uh, she needs her rest. She's been there a week already. Oh, mon dieu. What is this? <clears throat> What's this place? It's actually quite beautiful. It, um, it's a... Uh, uh, he looks at you and says, Pond? Uh, pond or lake? It's a body of water. Um, it has a temple rising from the middle of it. The thing we passed on our way in. Yes. Yeah, but what is it? It is a place that connects us to the afterlife. In some ways. But also, the temple itself, the pond, it goes through all of the seasons in a single day. It's a, it's a beautiful uh, um, process. Cool. Incredible. Mm. Do you know what this darkness is that's coming from this place? Um, it seems to be a leak. A leak from the other side? Like... Like death? Or a curse? Something like that. It is the barrier between life and death, and it should be guarded, and I failed to guard it. Well, you've been busy. And you're only one person, so... It is the charge of ma famille. But you seem to have more than just you in your family. Unfortunately, I was not born with uh, the gift, uh, the necromantic gene, uh, as you see. And he uh, pulls on some of the leather belts and levers in his skeleton. And he says, I must rely on uh, engineering to uh, ambulate. My brother is a technological genius. <laughs> it's remarkable. And Holly's like um, squeaking one like little rib bone connection <laughs> and like messing with it. <laughs> Yeah, you see, like, some random wire just kind of, like, pop out of place. Oh, uh, sorry. And then she just, like, pats it back. <laughs> um, you see, like, part of his pelvis kind of, like, flop off, and he turns around and says, what? What does it matter? Uh, it looks great. It's so cool. I'm sorry I broke it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he just stands proudly. <laughs> Will we be allowed to go with Tibio to Laporte? Hmm. It's maybe best if you... Stay outside of the water, and I go into the part myself, at, at least at first. It is a sacred place. I don't, I don't feel comfortable with that. I, you don't have to go right now, though, right? Like, we can just, I feel like no one's in shape to face anything major. We, we should rest and, and then go when we are prepared. Okay. Well, we can talk about it more, too. Um, where, where do we get some food? In this way, I am magic. And he, uh, <laughs> like, he, like, pulls this big, like, crankshaft on his skeleton, and the whole thing goes completely rigid, and the rib cage just pops open. And the skeleton stands on its own power, and then he just hops out of it <laughs> and, uh, runs to start preparing food for all of you. I literally thought an easy bake oven was gonna, like, come out of his stomach, <laughs> and I was, I was like, like, I'm not eating that. Yeah, like, <laughs> wow. But yeah, he just uh, puts the or pulls the e-brake on his skeleton and goes to make you all uh, some lunch dinner. Some dinner, love it. <laughs> um, Malboro. Uh, he's like, 
had just like stuffed a little like tea cake into his mouth and he turns and goes, hmm, yes. Um, I need to know more about this portal situation and using the weave to move around the world. He's uh, chewing and like nodding his head emphatically and just kind of like continues to chew and he's staring at you and gives you a finger. Just like, wait one second. <laughs> yes. Um, um, the weave, it's, um, it's enormously efficient, um, to get around on. Um, but it's hard to keep friends. You know, not many people can follow you. We all followed you. Well, yes, that's sort of advanced creating a portal, but traveling on the weave, I mean, you've already done it, haven't you? Yeah, um, I didn't really know what I was doing exactly, so uh, I didn't, wasn't sure if it was just an accident, um, which I think it was still, but I didn't know if I could replicate it exactly. Well, when you um, change your body, say, if you enter the ethereal plane, um, those threads become sort of um, like a, a highway of sorts. And if you just grab onto those threads, well, they'll take you far away. The key is knowing which thread is which and where it goes. Hmm. So if I just grabbed a random thread, I wouldn't be able to go anywhere? Well, you might go somewhere, but who's to say where that might be? Yeah, that could get risky. Awesome. Well, that helps explain a lot of what's been happening to me as I go through this um, strange time in my body and life. <laughs> as I was saying it, I was like, this is more and more like going through puberty. <laughs> I encourage you to um, practice, but exercise caution. You can end up in some, some unhospitable environments. Is there any sort of protection? Well, go with what you know at first. You can put these little condom things on your fingers. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> when you come near the threads, you'll know what's what and who's who. I wouldn't go anywhere unfamiliar at first. How's that? That makes sense. Um, thank you for explaining. And uh, you'll definitely have to teach me the portal spell next time I'm back in Tildry for a time. Yes, you should think ahead if it helps. The portal is like um, taking a single thread and widening it out, if that makes any oh, sense. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know, it's kind of mind-blowing shit. <laughs> Holly is like dazed after he said that, just thinking about how that would work in her mind's eye. So she's kind of just like now just stunned into quiet. Uh, have you been back to Tildry since my trial? Uh, he gets like real quiet and kind of looks down and he says, no. I don't think I will. Do you do you even know what happened there? How it ended up? I've done some work to gather news, but I don't know the specifics. He's he's gone though, right? Uh, he's gone. Gunish. Not in spirit. Flan's still around. Flan is also terrible, but <laughs> not as not as calculated. Just as dangerous. I'd be willing to bet a judge's face is not the first thing the people there would want to see. So maybe you're right to stay away. Mm. I've made my peace with Tildry being behind me. Yeah, I just, you know, did the cowardly thing and ran and didn't pay for it. He kind of nods his head and stares at the floor. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing now? Just making portals and walking around and... Well, I'm trying to do what I should have done all these years and it's 
fight for the right side and maybe take some risks. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Good for you, old man. And uh, Holly smacks him really hard on the back, a little too hard. He like flinches before you even hit him. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so vague. You guys are fine with that? I mean, he was like, you know, three cities ago. So I'm just kidding. (laughs) He does not seem to be doing any harm here. And he did try to help us in some way. It's not always easy to do what's right. I don't begrudge him anything. I know you're all going through something. I don't know exactly what you're chasing or what you're trying to solve, but I know some pieces of it, and I can help you get around if need be. Yeah. That sounds dope. Because I feel like you make the right decisions, even when I can't. The Marlboro Mobile. <laughs> Mar- Marlboro Bill. Well, Marlboro Bill. <laughs> Sorry, I was like trying to get there. Did we ever get there? No. We'll we'll, we'll workshop it. (laughs) I think that would begin to pay us back. Yeah, definitely. Mm, Snack does not want to be the one to tell Carl of this. What are you going to tell Carl? Uh, That we have new transportation and his services are not needed. Yeah. You didn't seem to have any problem giving Bidet away. Bidet is serving a higher purpose now. Uh, (laughs) When he mentions Bidet, I like phase out. Yeah, you uh, you start to hone in on the tracking ring, mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, it's really far away at this point. Um, it looks like they're probably getting close to Vindorn. Um, you guys, of course, are all the way east into the Fernglade, deep in there. It seems like they've stopped for the time being. Doesn't look like they're moving at all right now. Okay, are we just like sitting, hanging out? Yeah, you're all just talking, chilling. I'm just gonna kind of half keep an eye on the ring. Just kind of like stare into it. Mm. Trying to catch a glimpse of Dave. You <laughs> like, know when you unfocus your eyes? Yeah, like that's, a sunspot or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking at anybody right now. <laughs> so that's what I think. What do you think, Uli? About what? We were talking of giving a tattoo to Marlboro. Oh, right? hell yeah. Yes. We need to be able to make sure that he is part of our faction. Like but, how are we gonna let him know we need to move? Well, doesn't he have a Tildry tattoo? Of course. We can just summon him with the Little hammer. Oh, well, we could still do another tattoo, though. Little, right? little hammer? What? Oh, um, it's, it's, a uh, it's nothing. <laughs> is that Tonberry's gaffle? I, yes. Not yes, anymore. it is, yes. Well, it it's Snack's. It is Snack's yeah. gaffle. Yes. He, like, I, you, you can see him nervously tap his fingers against his lap. I'm like, oh, dear. <laughs> I think we can all agree it's in much better hands now. Yes. Mm. And I... Peed on it a little bit so that it's <laughs> officially my hammer. Is that how you claim things? Gotta mark your territory. Yes. Uh, remind me never to touch anything Snack has ever owned. used to pet owned. bidet all the time. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think you guys want to kind of pass the afternoon that way, just eating tea cakes and chatting chillin'. and sitting, chilling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to talk to Fen about the bones I've collected. Hmm. I got the feeling that she's the, like, archivist type person. Tibio, you've traveled far. Oui, I have some uh, offerings to the archives. Um, I have have, uh, this finger bone from King Mumbledundis. Ah, the royal family. Dwarves, yes? Yes, and um, it is imbued with his essence. Mm Mm-hmm. Is this something you're looking to donate to the archives? Um, no. I just wanted to, 
um, included in the record. She kind of does like a half disappointed, like half smirk. She says, well, can I sketch it and write it down at least? Oh, of course. And also I have um, the radius of my good friend, uh, Veronica Venus. She picks it up and she says, another tease. Unfortunately, but I do have the, um, the, the bones that they replaced that I can give back. Hmm. Ah, yes. (laughs) Plain ass bones. Yeah. (laughs) Standard default bones. (laughs) These are exquisite, Tibio. You have a good eye for these things. I'm glad you didn't go picking up every Noel bracelet that you found. As he took some home bracelet back into his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> he just like tucks it behind his back and is like, uh, yes. You know, we've had people coming in with chicken bones before. It's embarrassing. That is truly tragic. Yes. Quite. And um, these look new as well. And uh, she gestures to the spines on your cloak. Ah, yes, a good friend of mine, uh, Gaspard, he gave this to me. Gaspard. We met a Gaspard not long ago. Are we? I had never heard of him before. I did not know that he was familiar to memoir. He came through here looking for your parents. What? Um, yes, he, uh, seemed concerned. He knows much of our culture. He says he also lives in the Ferngladde. Did you know that? Uh, just, I just recently found out, but w- when did he come to look for Mère and Père? Hmm, maybe a month ago, just over. Uh, thank you for the information, it is good to know. It's strange, he's so soft-spoken, but it seems nothing I said was information to him. He seems to know much more than he lets on, and his power is quite mysterious. You take off that cloak for a second and start inspecting these spines. Um, you realize that they're actually like loose on there and they're just tied at the end so they could come off very easily if need be. Um, but you you kind of explore um, the commands that these spines respond to, and they are three. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is that you can use it as a quarterstaff. Um, they form into just a rigid uh, beating stick. Um, the second functionality is that they can um, kind of uh, interbraid and reach out up to 10 feet and function as uh, a hand. They can grab things. They can grapple things. Um, you can swing from it. And then finally, their kind of default position um, as a cloak, um, they can just wrap tight to your spine and arms and give you a plus one AC while they're on you. And she just kind of helps you... Um, Learn and explore faster than you could on your own. Uh, she's got a good sense for kind of finding out the uh, potential within every bone that you bring in. And so she just helps you like reach at things across the room and you just like pick up a goblet and bring it to yourself from 10 feet away. And cool. Oh, thank you so much, Fen. I appreciate your time. Yep. And same. so on. <laughs> <laughs> um, she actually kind of stops you on the way out and she says, Tibio, I understand there's a lot of um, pomp and circumstance around what you're going to go through tonight. I wouldn't pay too much attention to that. You need to succeed tonight. Traditions be damned. Do what you have to. Don't go alone. I I understand. I, I will do what I must. I know the stakes are very high. 
um, she uh, walks up to you and um, kind of like noiselessly just like embraces you and like you, you've known Fen for so long almost like an auntie kind of thing mm-hmm. and so like just like her smell is so familiar and like it feels like you're home for the first time in a long time and then she says you're going to be fine okay okay and I like kind of like rub at my face and I try to like puff myself up a little bit like yeah I got this <laughs> yeah um, I have a question, a query. Mm-hmm. Holly wants to know if there is a way she can find a quiet spot in like the archive library of this town. Um, she's gonna, she realized after being in the fog that she needed to reassess her wizard spells, witch spells. Yeah. Um, so she's gonna take a little bit of time in the library or a little cafe on the bistro street side. I don't know. No, but I was thinking in the archive library would, if they have Yeah. Them. Uh, in the archives, it's a little cramped in there for you. Not unbearable. Um, but, uh, you find a very cozy nook that was supposed to be like the spacious, like eating lounge. Um, but for <laughs> you, it's like a rather cramped little bay window. Um, but yeah, you, uh, go over your spells there and get things a little resituated. Yeah. So Holly's going to spend some time doing that. Yeah. Cause she needs to re, Vamp her spells. Refinance her magic. Or level 10, baby. <laughs> yeah. Behind the scenes, everyone's level 10 now. Tibio is going to go practice his loot in a corner. Nice. Are we all just like chilling? Kicking it all day, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anything you want to do, do it. This might be a great opportunity to use my new crystal ball. That actually... <laughs> spins it on his finger like a basketball. Yep. And it falls off. <laughs> yeah, it crazy. <laughs> um... Do you want to check on my brother or Dave and Emery? I know what direction Dave and Emery are, but I don't, I can't really see them. So maybe we check in on Dor? Yeah, I would like to know how they're doing. Let's do it. Okay. We're it takes good. a lot of energy to cast, so I can't do it all the time every day, but all that expensive stuff we bought is good. I would really appreciate it if you wouldn't mind. All right. Um, so, Bert, you're plenty comfortable in all the gnome buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's a uh, – actually, probably part of the same uh, archives uh, is a very cozy, familiar atmosphere for you to uh, really study down and get into your crystal ball here. It's Dora and Ilya that are together? Yeah. Sorry, I know we just said <laughs> Are we both in the archives? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm – Crouched. <laughs> crouched, and also where Bert is very comfortable in that sort of situation, I am – so bored. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm probably like fiddling with stuff and like, I like found some dirt on the floor and I'm like <laughs> drawing in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every once in a while you start to nod off a little bit and you're like, <laughs> uh, the target must make a wisdom saving throw, which is modified by how well you know the target and the sort of physical connection you have to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But also, your target can choose to fail to save if they just are fine with being observed. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Well, he doesn't like magic. But That's Ilya, true. Ilya doesn't mind it. Ilya is less so worried yeah. about it. But you did have. I have a stronger like a, connection with Dor than any yes, of your. Yes, he did family. give you his axe, mm-hmm. so you have that physical. I don't know if you yeah. got more physical. <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> I think Bert would be killed. Yeah. What if you <laughs> wrote to him first? Oh, that's a good idea. Just let him know that you're just seeing how they are. Following up. <laughs> I'm proceeding a startle with a startle. 
a, a minor startle. Yeah. Just check in with Ilya. Say, hey, we're going to look at you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a dear Ilya. It's me, Engelbert F.F. Wisterspoon. We're here in the Fernglade with your sister and the others. And we want to, I want to test out a new spell and also see how you guys are doing. So don't be alarmed if you see a little floating orb that's looking at you. <laughs> Look at my orb. <laughs> Do not be alarmed. Just ponder the orb. <laughs> uh, you can see that Ilya has seen the message. All right. I buff the crystal ball a little bit. Mm, perfectly shiny. Mm-hmm. All right. This takes 10 minutes. So just sit tight. All right. I'm playing tic-tac-toe with myself. And I'm losing. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, while he's doing that, I'm just going to like focus on the ring again, I guess. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I think there's like a little kind of reverse flash of lightning where the room kind of like goes dim for a second, almost like there was a power surge to all the candles. And uh, and Bert, um, suddenly you can see something starting to take shape inside this crystal ball. And uh, this whole time, Bert, that you've been like focusing on this thing, Uli has just been, it looks like she's fallen asleep, but she's actually staring off into space at focusing on her tracking ring. <laughs> and so over the course of like five or 10 minutes while you're casting this spell, what Uli's looking at in the tracking ring, that sunspot becomes clearer and clearer mm. until she can see Dave wearing the ring. She can just see his form walking through absolute darkness. And then he just kind of like smiles and then like pats an invisible figure on the back and then like imitates like he's shouting something and then laughs again and then looks back at some other invisible figure and then, Bert, you finish your crystal ball spell uh, with a bit of a jolt, and Uli, you snap out of that little vision that you were having. Oh. And all of a sudden, Bert, it's completely clear now. You can see in the crystal ball. It's them. I did it. Oh, shit. Can I see? Yeah, yeah. Take a look. Um, yeah, so it's like it's like an optical illusion. It's the same from all sides, no matter how you perceive it. But you can see um, Ilya and Dor are both belly down on gravel, and you can see this uh, like large dusty tarp that is covering a wagon and they're both they both have their heads down on the gravel and you can see that they're like breathing deeply and they're like partially covered by a canvas oh this doesn't look great are they maybe they're sleeping yeah sleeping really hard Ilya got my message so I I don't know what's going on here um that doesn't look safe you continue watching for a while until you see uh, Ilya pop out of underneath the canvas a little bit and take a little look around. And then you see Dor kind of lurch over, grab Ilya, and like roll her off to the side. And a crossbow bolt just lands in the rocks right where Ilya was. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, so this was, uh, this was a bad time to call, maybe. Yeah. They both kind of like roll out of the way, and you see like a following hail of crossbow bolts just kind of land in their immediate area. And like you, you see them kind of leave the vicinity, and their 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 mouths are moving. They're shouting. They're like throwing shit, and they're trying to get the wagons on the move again. Safe to say they're probably near Vindorn. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a little scary, but if any two can take care of themselves, it's them. I guess, but so much bad has happened to my family recently, and I I worry, you know. Yeah, you just gotta have faith that 
they can take care of themselves. Are you religious? <laughs> Just wondering. Yes, the cleric. Faith with a... Uh, Lowercase f. <laughs> oh, okay, I was just not. I didn't want to insult you or anything. I we no, just no, never it's talked fine. about I it. I get that question a lot, uh, oh. actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, thanks for checking, Bert. Um, yeah, sorry, you. I wasn't a little more uh, brother Bert. A better sight. They're alive. That's true. As, as of two seconds ago. So, yeah. And um, uh, Emery and Dave, they seem okay. Yeah, uh, I I think I like had a daydream or something. And what did you? Oh, I'm I just I wasn't thinking about Dave or anything. Um, <laughs> I would never insinuate. <laughs> I th- I think they're probably okay. Oh, that's good enough for me. What's snack doing? Snack will try to find stuff to buy. Oh, okay. You uh, Uh-oh. you kind of go like door to door in all these little like <laughs> cobblestone cottages. Show me your wares. And like literally nobody's answering. All the like lights are off. There's no smoke pouring out of chimneys. Nothing. All right. I think if I wait ten seconds, I can enter. So I will wait and then try to go in what? the door. <laughs> Snag, what are you doing? Ah, oh, um, Tibio. Uh, That's someone's house. Yes, well, I, I followed the 10-second rule. The 10-second rule? Yes, if you knock and they don't answer, then you can go inside. It's No. Are you, are you sure, Tibio? I, I am good always follow this rule. Okay, well, um, Tibio, I am looking to purchase some wares. I don't sell anything. I know, that's why I'm not asking you. <laughs> <laughs> Where can I buy, procure these items? Is there like a general store or anything like that? Uh, there is, but you'd have to play store manager. <laughs> you're you're allowed to. You you are you are uh, without mixing words. You are royalty in this sure. island. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I guess I could take you to the shop. Mm, yes, please. What are you looking for? Well, I don't want to tell you, but can you just set things out and then I will exchange <laughs> coins for the items. Uh, you need to know how much they cost. Yes. Fine. Well, Tibio, first of all, we need more pillows and, um... I do I, not think we need more pillows. I have way too few bones. I don't have any more extras. Um... We need a shelf and, um, perhaps uh, another, another rug. Are you shopping for the lamp? Uh, Snack reflexively covers his lamp. Yes. No. Yes, I am. Uh, Snack, you feel between your fingers, uh, you feel something being like forced up between your fingers at the spot of the lamp. Mm. Hi, hi, Genie. Uh, you see like rug tassels like pushing their way out of the lamp and you hear like, what, what is this? And I set the lamp on the floor. And the dirty rug falls out of the lamp. And he says, have you got a new one yet? I'm working on it, Genie. No one, I'm not, oh, Tibio, I didn't want you to see this. I didn't want anyone to see that old thing. Oh, it is okay. I understand needing to do some spring cleaning. I meant for it to, for Snack to wipe his feet on it, but he wiped everything on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there is, uh, this, and I, um, point to, uh, like a nice rug woven out of fern glade fibers. Mm. Mm. Locally made and sourced. Bones Jeannie says, in. very nice. How much? Um, it is, let us say, it is 
10 gold and you have to exchange the dirty rug in as well and we will clean it and keep it. Snack, pay the man. Here you go, Tibio. I reach in the lamp and fumble for some coins. You give me like way too many, so I give you back all the extras. Yes, and then we'll, I, we'll uh, need these later. So. <laughs> I take the ten and I put them in uh, like a jar that's on the counter. He's like, snack, I like that too. And he's pointing to like a very modest chandelier that's like just part of the shop. I suppose it doesn't, does it have any bones on it? Definitely. Ah, yeah, I suppose it has bones. Yes, we will take this as well. It's one of uh, those. That is not for sale. But I want it. Tibio. I pull Tibio aside. Jeannie wants us. <laughs> I, I appreciate that you appreciate the chandelier, but it does light the shop. This is taking a very long time. I can just, and he kind of like gets tall and starts to reach for it. Oh, be very careful. <laughs> Snack, can you get up here? Yes, so yes. I uh, give Jeannie a boost. He's like, eh, I'm having ethereal problems, and his finger keeps like slipping through the chain. <laughs> um... I, Tibio just puts his hands on his hips. He goes, I guess um, if you safely detached it, you can have it for 100 gold. Leave them in the can and do not get anything else and let's go. You hear a snapping noise as the chandelier separates from the ceiling. (laughs) And he says, 100 gold, put it back. (laughs) No, we can purchase this chandelier, Jeannie. I will exchange 100 gold for this item. And we also need those pillows over there. I don't think you need any more yes, pillows. Yes, yes. I'll grab those pillows. Thank you, Tibio. Your services are no longer needed unless you know where more bones are. I know where very many bones are. You know, we left a lot of pillows in that cave. We should go back. We can, yes. I will ask, I will ask Marlboro. I slam the gavel on the ground. <laughs> he kind of like shows up in the item shop. Marlboro. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, is it L silent? I can't remember. I don't like this when other people do it to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, empathy. Um, <laughs> wow. Marlboro, have you ever been to this cave that uh, it's really dark and there's a undead dragon down there? Um, it's wet. It's a fall. And we have pillows there. And can we, do you know where that is? Can you take us there with your teleportation, the circle thing you spung on the, on the sky? Was this in Hogwild? No. Tibio is slowly walking out of the shop. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm very animated. I'm like, it's an underground river, and then you hear a voice in your head, and it says, jump, and you're like, okay, and then you go down, and then you, and then that's where... Genie you know, is just kind of mirroring everything you do, and he's like, yeah, and then there's like a, you jump off, and it's, whoo, you fall, whoo. Yes, yes. It's on the way, t- it's on the way to uh, your town that you... And you crash, but there's a genie, whoa, 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 pillows, pillows, pillows. Yes, <laughs> and I was like, cobalts are those stinky little cobalts. Nobody Wa- died. Dragons. Everybody was fine. Gross. This is good. Yes. Yeah. And undead dwarves and stuff. Do you know where this is, Marlboro? He left. What? Marlboro left while we were talking. Useless. <laughs> I stuffed the pillows into the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> What was the name of the shop? Bone Kia. Bone Kia. <laughs> I was trying to think of the name of the shop the whole time, but it's all I got. You landed on Bone Kia. Yeah. It was Bone Goods. It's Bone Goods. Footnote. Bone Goods mm-hmm. is good. Bone Furniture. Mm-hmm. Yes. TF Max. Tibio Firmer. No, nice. Sure. Max. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> TF Max and Bone Goods are next door to each other. <laughs> Owned by the same. Bones, bones and Beyond. <laughs> bones, Bones and Beyond. <laughs> The best one. <laughs> Bone Depot. Can we name Bone the episode? Depot. Bone Depot. <laughs> Bone Get. Bone Get. 
More oh my god. The Bone Depot. Oh no. <laughs> Bones and Noble. Sorry, yeah, that was what, uh, That's even better. <laughs> so many possibilities, and I came up with Bone Kia. All right. Um, so. It feels a little weird, but you all don't get moving until evening. Um, it's actually almost dark by the time you guys set out. It is uh, dusk has begun, and you start moving northward back through the woods towards La Porte de la Nuit, where you uh, kind of entered in from the fog. Um, on the way there, you're uh, a little more keen to take notice of your surroundings this time, being that you're no longer in survival mode. And you notice all of these pools of water all around you, some of them almost completely, perfectly circular. Um, some of them even have small little grassy islands rising up within, uh, inside of them. Uh, in these uh, perfect little pools, you sometimes see clean white bones resting in the pools in like a sleeping position. And um, Tibio, you can explain to them that animals, when they're ready to retire, will just come to these pools and calmly leave. It is a safe place for them to depart to this world. So you just curl up, little cat donut. Then it is the place they go for their final sleep. Tibio, do all dogs go to heaven? I do not believe in heaven, but I believe <laughs> there is a dog heaven. <laughs> Only dogs. Holly just smiles to herself and stares wistfully. <laughs> Bart just looks at Snack and he's shaking his head. <laughs> um, the uh, the townsfolk did not come with you on this, but uh, Malbro and Gusbard both did. Uh, they're remaining fairly quiet um, as you move, but uh, one of them takes note that as it's uh, pretty much become nighttime now, there's no more of that evening sun, but you see... In one of these pools is a flickering white light reflecting into the water. And a moment later, you hear gently sloshing water as Gaspard calls your attention to what's going on. And you see a deer skeleton that begins to stand. But when it stands, it rises up on its hind legs. No. No, 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 no. Not again. It's starting to click now that what you had seen before was an entity inhabiting an empty body. This oh. white light is clinging to these deer bones, causing it to move around, and it's moving towards you, and it looks aggressive. Does it look like what we've seen of... Yeah, it looks like a curse. Oh, God damn it. It uh, doesn't really make a sound as it doesn't really have the means to, but you can hear these bones clacking together as it takes a big wet step out of this pool onto the grass, and it looks like it's falling forward and constantly catching itself as it charges towards your group. Oh, well, I'm ready for it this time. Uh, as you finish that, saying that, Uli, um, Malboro steps out from behind you and kind of bumps into you as he does and finishes drawing a huge circle in the air. And then with a clap, he kind of claps his hands right in front of him in this big motion, and the ring just flies forward and engulfs this deer as it's charging towards your party, and the deer disappears. And then he See, raises the hand strange. and the ring disappears. Oh, jeez. Okay. Whoa. Okay, now I, I need to learn portal attacks, too. <laughs> so cool. He kind of, like, shakes his hands out, and he looks at me and he says, That one is exceptionally risky. Okay. I I sent him to an aquifer a mile underground. Oh, shit. Wow. Good job, bud. Um, Tibio, looking around, you can see several more white lights lighting up in these pools all around you. I do 
question why we chose nighttime to face this evil darkness. No questions. Let's go. Uh, Holly starts speeding up everyone and like trying to push them along to GTFO. <laughs> Tibbs, this isn't normal, I assume. No, it is not. This is something very bad. Um, we should get inside and see what uh, my grandmother is, um, how she is faring. Um, as you arrive on that same little uh, vista that you had seen before that perfectly frames the temple out in the water, you realize why you had to come here at night. The closer you get, the colder it grows. By the time you get there, it is full-on winter. The air is biting cold, and dry snow crunches beneath your feet. Leafless trees tremble and clack in the icy breeze. The lake is frozen solid into smooth black ice. Windswept dunes of snow erode away in airborne streams, and white shearing cracks in the ice below disappear into darkness. The same cubic stone temple and the same black archway is rising out of the water, but now that fatally mysterious water is completely frozen over and traversable. Oh, I get it. Gaspard says, I don't think we should go any further than this. He and I. Tibia looks at them and nods. Yes, I think it would be best if it is just us. Malborough says, I'll be sure to dissuade anyone who tries to interrupt. Ah, merci. You're doing the least you could do. (laughs) Thank you. He gives you a big, jolly smile with his rosy red cheeks. (laughs) Um, How long does the winter part of night last? Uh, Not very, so we should get going. So what are we expecting to find in there? My grandmother and uh, the door. The door? La porte. It's a door. Yes. Hmm. To the underworld? Yes. Oh. Uh, the five of you uh, shuffle over the black ice and walk into the great black archway of the cube. Um, stepping inside isn't that scary. It's not all that different from being outside. Uh, you can tell at normal times, this entire temple is full of water. Um, it looks just like a, almost like a level surface. Uh, the howling wind outside is barely audible in here. In fact, all you hear is the echoes of your own movement. But in the center of this room is a stone island rising just a few inches over the ice. And in that island is a staircase that leads straight down into the water. Cool. This is... Is it lit up at all in here? Yes. Uh, there are small white torches burning a white fire in little sconces. Okay. It's like we gotta go swimming again, like in Hogwild. I hope not. When you look down into these stairs, there's no water there. It's open air. Not quite like Ogwild. And Tibio starts going down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Holly follows. Everyone follows. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. I'll hold up the rear. <laughs> you hold it. I'll be somewhere oh, in is. the middle. <laughs> U- Uli, Uli tightens up her glutes. <laughs> I'm prepared. <laughs> You all travel down a a long stone hallway that's lined by these repeating white torches. And then you can see someone standing at an archway at the end of this hallway. It's a little old lady, a gnome. Um, She's looking kind of tired, leaning on a staff. She's got white hair tied up in a clean little bun. Looks like she's got some provisions laid out for herself so that she could 
be here for quite a while, including a place to sleep and some extra food stores. As you come down, you hear this dry voice. Tibio? Ah, oui. Uh, C'est moi, grand-mère. Uh, I'm so sorry I'm, I've been away so long, but I'm here now. I can help. Uh, she takes a little drink of water and says, Tibio. Uh, part of me hoped you would never show up. That you would just go on living your adventure. It's good that you did. This place needs you. I know now. I know. And I am here. She says, come here. And she gives you a big hug. I give my grandma a hug. Oh. oh. She says, Tibio, I don't know how much you know, but Things, they are not good. I have seen the the badness in the Ferngrade. I've seen it in the forest. It is pervasive. Our family has much work to do, you see, and... <gasps> Tibio, who is this? Ah, grandmère, these are my friends. I know that it is not... Uh, her eyes, like, dart right to snack and back to you. She says, who is he? Do you know him well? Ah, uh, oui, this is my friend. His name is Snack. Stand back, Tibio. Uh, she kind of like pushes you off to the side. She picks up her staff and points it down at Snack. And she says, Release. Release. No, it's Snack. Release. S. Release. What are you doing? Uh, you feel your lamp start to shudder. And you hear, What the hell is this? Um... Uh, Tibio, your grandma's been rude to me. Release! And the lamp kind of bursts open, and Jeannie is in the room. And he says, Snack, I don't get this! And he's, like, shuddering and kind of, like, moving towards Sekiro a little bit. I... I step in front of them. Ah, ah, wait, come here, please. She she kind of, like, presses you to the wall, Tibby, and she says, This is what we are after! And she says, Back with you! And she points to the archway behind her, and she says, Release! Not this one. Jeannie looks down at Snack and says, Snack, I I think I'm dying. We must leave, Jeannie. And I, can I grab Jeannie and try to misty step away? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to misty step up the stairs and run away. Yeah, you uh, you get some good distance between you and Sakura, and Jeannie comes with you. Okay. And then ah. she looks down at you and she says, This is what is happening. They are coming back. They threaten us. The flow of life, it is I, wrong. I know that there, I know there are so many curses in the world. I know I know that there is so much danger, but Jeannie is our friend. Tibio. There is duplicity in them. You cannot trust them. They will do anything to remain in our world. He is not doing any harm. He's he's only helping. He has been helping us destroy curses. You have destroyed? But you call them curses. What is this? I have been, I have met so many people on my journey, Kramer. It is, um, there is a group of people called curse breakers. And they are hunting the evil magic that is coming through the world. I see. Curses. This is a misnomer. Certainly, a curse helps them get into this world, but, Tibio, these are spirits of the dead. 
What? I... Tibios, this is why you are here. This is... Tibio. Very recently, your parents, your mother and father, are no longer with us. I did not see it for myself, but I feel the energy leave us. And every bone in memoir rose to mourn their passing. You must have felt something too. A week ago, maybe more. Did the bones call to you in any way? Yes. Yes, they, they did. I, uh, I did not know that thought it was me. I, I had hoped to find them still. We still do need to find them. The bones hailed you as their new king. But until now, you have not come to take your crown. I was not ready. Your parents left me with something. It's for you to read. I'm sorry that all of this is happening tonight, but it's important. Am I reading this out loud as Tibio? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Dear Tibio, we love you so much. I hope that you never see this letter and that we come back home full of stories and songs to share with you and Fibolo. But if it happens that you do see this letter, there is much I need to tell you. As you know, our family has a duty to care for the dead. I am sorry to say that the world of the dead is very sick right now, and we have a lot of work to do. Souls that have already passed on are finding a way back into the world of the living. They appear as apparitions of white light and bind themselves to people in order to survive in our world. This defies the flow of life that we are sworn to protect, and it is our family's duty to put a stop to it. If you are reading this letter, my dear, I'm sorry to say that duty now falls to you. Sorry, my beautiful Tibio. We have to leave sooner than expected. And I cannot summon the courage to wake you. Forgive me. Forgive us. As much as I want to keep writing and listening to you snore in the next room, we have to leave now. We love you so much. Au revoir. P.S. Read this twice, my lovely. Everything we learn, we will leave for you to find. As you explore the dry depths beneath undying light. And reach the pinnacle of magic itself. Have the courage to travel far to the harshest places. But do not go alone. Sacra kind of lets out a big sigh, and she says, uh, I read it a few times myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
they be gone? I... They were trying to stop this. And they came so close, I can feel it. I, I must finish what they started. I must... I must fix it. I, I did not know, but I was on that path already. I... I joined up with the curse breakers. I've been trying to send these things back to where they came from. This, Debbie, this is why it's going to be okay. She uh, turns you around and points you towards the archway and she says, I'm sorry for the circumstances of tonight, but you must succeed in this. Normally, if you were to fail the test, you wait another year, you try again. But we do not have that kind of time, Tibio. You must go forward and seek out the doorway. A representative from the other side is waiting for you. Be patient with them and be honest. I will do this. Of course I will do this. Tibio, I'm so sorry, but we're going to help you finish this. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. I think that this was something we were meant to do. I think we found our way to it anyway. Snack, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry for what my grandmother tried to do. I, and Jeannie, I hope you are okay. Why was she so interested in Jeannie anyway? Yeah. Uh, Jeannie and Saker kind of like lock eyes for a second. And Jeannie says, Well... And he looks down at Snack. Tibio, Jeannie, and I conferred, and I've decided you must choose between me or your grandmother. <laughs> Snack, that's unreasonable. She assaulted us. Did not give us any tea or anything like the other old ladies we met in the past. Sacred gives the rest of you a glance like, don't worry about it. Like, I got this. (laughs) (laughs) Snack. What was this assault for? I was not making this up. This is what you call a curse, a spirit from the dead. Are you not? And Jeannie looks around kind of like... Shyly, and then does like a big shrug. Genie. Like, oh my god! You knew this whole time. Snacks a curse. What? <laughs> Holly's just what? staring at snack. Like Genie does kind of like like other way around hand motions. Well, fi- Genie, you're a curse. I well, I didn't catch on right away when you all kept saying curse because I'm not a curse, am I? I think uh, not. You do know we're called the curse breakers, right? Yeah, but I'm not. A- wait, are you cursing snack? Okay. Yes, yes. But wait, listen. Yes, this is just like what? all the other things we do together. We all have the curse of friendship. Jeannie has cursed <laughs> yes. me. Right. Just yes. like that. Well, now we know how you really feel, snack. Snack, I think we need to have a discussion about what friendship really means. And I think one of the key important features of friendship is being honest with your friends yes yes listen snack knows all about friendship he learned my big dirty secret and he kept it to himself because i asked him to i begged him to because you didn't want us to kill you correct yes and look at you now you're proving me right am i killing you I just want Snack to be open about things more. How could I be open when how you've all treated Emery? Ooh. I, I'm the only one with an issue with Emery. No, Emery was, you know, kind of a womanizer, like not a great guy before he <laughs> was, was he? cursed. So Our relationship is much the same. It's true. I, I'm the spirit. I, I was alive once and now I reside in this lamp and I guess I haunt snack 
in some ways. Do you remember your life from before you crossed back into our realm? I do. There are some holes. I've lost a little bit of that. It's part of a consequence of being a spirit, actually. You start to lose things. Like trust. And humanity. But that means other curses can remember their past lives, too. Indeed. How come every curse we've encountered has been evil and trying to kill us? Well, the same kinds of things that would claw their way back from hell to have another chance at life tend to be pretty driven. And like I said, being a spirit strips away a lot of important emotions. Mm -hmm. How are you different? Yeah, how did you make it back? Uh, well, I knew what I was doing. Look, there's been plenty of chances for Genie to take care of us if he wanted to, but... He's pointing at Bert. Despite this shocking revelation, I think we can count him as a friend still. He gives Snack a little thumbs up. We are all cursed. No more. (laughs) Snack goes for a group hug. (laughs) I'm a little reluctant. Well, well. Uli surges. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't hide things from us anymore, please. I won't, I promise. Snack. Oh. Well, if I'm not going to hide anything from you all, um, there's one other thing I should probably show you. Uh-oh. Um, it just was like Snack takes off his loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this the whole time. <laughs> uh, knock, knock. And we all appear in a room that's uh, there's a chandelier on a couch made of bones. Um, several pillows like stacked around, um, near the couch area. And there's, um, some like soft, like hymn ish music playing, um, is coming this, from nowhere. Is this your lamp? This, are we in the lamp? Yes. Yes. So Genie, you're forgiven. Nick, this is amazing. Jeannie is quickly moving around, like fluffing, like throw pillows. And yeah. he's like humming along with the monastic music in the background. We were trying to get more pillows and everything, but Tibby was being... Well, I did not know well, that this was... Well, that's what surprises are, okay. TBO. It um, is lovely, Snack. And Genie. Yes. <laughs> Here, uh, Grandma gets a nice uh, um, the recliner chair, yes. Uh, hold on, before is you Holly sit okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, can I be in here? Because of the pack of privacy. Um, Extra dimensional space. I'm going to say there's a... There's a near-dimensional mudroom where you can leave all extra-dimensional items. Okay. Oh, amazing. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> extra-dimensional adjacent. Yep. Near-dimensional mudroom is our title for this episode. <laughs> and not Bones, Bones, Beyond. <laughs> bones, Bones, and Beyond is very good also. They both um, fit really well. And, uh, well, this is uh, the general living space. Um, wipe, wipe your feet on that mat. Um, and then... Over here, this is uh, Snack's room, and this is uh, Genie's room. Yeah, Genie's room is still this like large purple door that's like impossible to open. There's no handle on it or anything. <laughs> yes, this is very cool. I love what you've done with the place, but you know, some sort of plant or something would really liven the <laughs> room. <laughs> that's what I've been saying. Well. Anyway, we've got a bath over here. We've got a laundry room here, kitchens there, breakfast nook. And he's kind of like pointing out all these little areas. And <laughs> got like a chill out room. We've just got orange slices and a hookah going in there. <laughs> <laughs> Make yourself at home. 
sick. I would l- I would love to, but I think that we should be getting back. I have a sort of quest to yeah. complete. I believe we have to travel to the land of the dead. Is that correct? Yeah, kind of, yes. Can Jeannie go there? Oh, he's from there. He kind of looks at Sacra and says, That's a good question. Am I going to be okay? And she looks back and says, Just don't go through the door. You'll know it when you see it. I suppose, Tivio, if you insist we can leave, I'll show you my my bone collection later. Your bone collection? Yes. Lovely having you all over. Um, bye-bye. And then we all peer outside the lamp again. <laughs> Was that a level 10 thing? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. That's so cool. Oh, hell yeah. Um, as you all pop out and prepare to uh, enter this sort of uh, dungeon, let's say, um, you all step out again, and the first thing you hear is, ah! And a... Uh, Black, <laughs> black raven comes flying down the stairs, down the hallway, casting a shadow through all these white torches and flies right through this archway. And the archway just goes to a dead end, but the bird disappears when it passes through the archway. It's platform 93 quarters to the dead. <laughs> Sacred gestures towards the arch and, and uh, kind of launches her eyebrows and says, death awaits. Anything you can tell us about what to expect in there? Um, there are some trials, and then you will meet, uh, well... Any rivers? No rivers. Okay. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Who will we meet? You will meet um, relatives of Tibio, I believe. Ah. Oh. We shall see. And uh, Tibio starts to, like, march himself up to the, the archway. Uh, Tibio, as you pass through... Um, the atmosphere you ent- enter into is almost like not being alive at all. It is exactly room temperature, and there is no breeze, and nothing you can do generates a breeze. It's like living in a waking dream. Apart from that, you've been here before. When you touched Veronica's coffin, you briefly saw mm. these hallways. It comes back to you immediately. Uh, the rest of you get the same sensation of stepping into like room temperature oil almost where mm-hmm. everything just becomes completely stagnant and surreal, but still somehow cold. In the center of this circular room is a small recessed well that only dips down a couple feet. Uh, the well is about 10 feet in diameter. Um, inside this well, you can see this uh, fuzzy black mold growing in the cracks between the cobbles. And every minute or so, this circle, this well, just pulses and gives off a bunch of black ash. There are no other exits from this room. In fact, there are no exits at all because you can't really tell where you came in from. Were we all able to go through the doorway after Tibio? Okay. Yep, no problem. No problem with Jeannie either. Holly, do you see any way out of here? Um, where did the door go? And Holly looks back behind her. Yeah. <laughs> I meant uh, with a weave. Can you see any sort of magical means out of here? Oh, you got to be more specific, my man. Okay, uh, Holly <laughs> phase it, or uh, her gaze goes like slack for a second. She looks off into space. Can she see any weave? I think actually, Holly, you're blinded in here. <gasps> you can't like see anything because it's just like pure white light. Her eyes. Oh. Go white, for, milky white. <laughs> yeah, and like then she storm. comes back. Yeah, <laughs> and then she's like, uh, "The weave, 
is not in here. Or the weave is everywhere in it here. It is the weave. Yeah. It's so close to the weave that it's too bright to see. Or what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Is this the same black ash we saw? No. Does it look like the same? Sorry to ash? use black soot so close together, but this is entirely different. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. This is not spores? Yeah, not spores, no. So yeah, we've got big circular stone room, a stone well in the center. The well only goes down about one foot, one foot deep well. And there's a black mold or black moss growing in the cracks of these cobblestones. And then every minute you see the whole thing kind of pulse. You see a little puff of black and then it just kind of resets. Is there water in the well or is it just empty? Nope, no water. Uh, I would like to investigate the well. <laughs> you vibe check the well? 14. Okay. Uh, Bert and Uli get down on their hands and knees and just start watching things. Um, you can time it pretty much perfectly. It is once per minute on the dot. This thing uh, kind of goes off. I think you guys watch. Uh, that bird is in here too. A, uh, a raven had flown in here with you. That bird is in here. Um, that bird is in here. <laughs> I think while you're watching this, you you see it go off like three or four times, just waiting a couple minutes to see it happen. And then during one of them, you see a little like roly-poly, like crawl across the floor and go into the well. And when it pulses, you see the roly-poly just like turn over and die. Uh, death pulse. Yep. That doesn't seem promising for people who want to live. I agree. Um, Would I have been like prepared for this at all? Um, hmm. Yes, but it's a very like wax on, wax off sort of preparation. Yeah. Do I know what I'm supposed to do? Give me a personal history check. So uh, let's say history with advantage. <laughs> okay. There's just a, a hollow of sacra going, remember your training. Someday, little Tibio, there's going to be a magic well. He said history? Yeah. Twelve. I rolled a two and a four. You're, you remember lessons about how, like, I mean, just being here rem- reminds you of your foundational lessons. Like, life is a part of death. Like, don't let death be scary. Happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. What we do is not like a dark thing or uh, an um, immoral thing by any means. Um, That's what comes to mind. Uh, Tipio, what happens when living beings enter this place? They're not supposed to be here, right? Uh, We have not made it to the archway that is the way into death. This is still sort of the entryway. Some of an in-between place. So... And not very many living people would find their way here by accident. It is mostly my family. If someone were to die here... If you die in the game, you die in real life. (laughs) (laughs) It's true for this dungeon. Well, it seems pretty simple. We need to sit in the well until it zaps us to the next room. Yes? Uh, I agree, Snack, actually. Uh, Can't believe I'm saying that. Well, it might kill us, but I'm wondering if... We gotta be a little dead. The rules, you're right, don't really apply the same way here. It's not really something I want to leave to chance. Well, all I know is death and life are not different. They are part of the same all, and so there is not one without the other. And to move forward here, I believe we must go through. I don't like I don't like that. Tibio steps into the well. Okay. Oh yeah, we'll step in with Tibio. Okay. 
Is this a situation where we all step in together to show we trust each other? <laughs> I think right as Bert finishes that, uh, you all hear this as the uh, soot kind of expresses again. And when it does, when this black soot is released everywhere, uh, Tibio and Holly both take 25 necrotic damage. No, I take half because I have my shroud. Yes, you do. It's just going to... That's 12, Holly. Um, and then you see the entire center of this well drops by about five feet slowly. Um, it just kind of recedes into the ground, and they're farther down now. So you have to pay it with life. Yeah, I don't... No, I don't like this. Come on, Oli, let's go. You guys, the more of us that are in here... Holly's like calling from the well. The more life we have to give... To make uh, it go down faster. What? One sec. Bert's going to cast Death Ward on himself. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. I'm ready. <laughs> I Hurry, guess. get in. Hurry. Okay, fine. But I don't trust you or this well, and that is a loophole to the friendship rule. That's uh, a healthy attitude, Uli. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is in the well and who is not in the well? I'm in the well. I'm in the well. I'm in the well. Snack appears in the well. Okay. <laughs> what? How'd you get here? <laughs> Um, you all spend another nervous minute together and then there's a little puff of black soot and you all take 10 damage and the well sinks another five feet down into the ground. Holly takes half though. Yep. Still. You're the reason this is going so slow. <laughs> <laughs> you all, uh, you're like 10 feet down in this well now. Um, so none of you can really see out and you just kind of pass the time until it pulses again. And uh, right before it pulses, one of you notices this little like triangular peak uh, on the wall towards the ground. And when this pulse goes off, the well descends again, and that triangular peak turns out to be the top of a doorway. And as this well pushes down, you can now see this doorway right in front of you. Uh, you all took another 10 for that last pulse. Holly was correct. The more of you that are in there, the more the damage gets spread. Snack tries to check for traps. 26. <laughs> Oh my god! How? I rolled an eighteen. What John, do you mean how? I feel like you just wrote whatever you wanted on the page, and like no one can read it, so no one can question it. I, and you're like, here's all I the. I feel like I'm the only one level ten right now. I was gonna say maybe it's he's like the only eight. one doing the math. Yeah, yeah. did we like forget to level did a few you get... times? I think. Oh, you know what? It's uh, actually a twenty-three. I'm sorry. Oh my fucking! Oh. Good job, Maggie. It all god. starts to unravel. Oh. <laughs> I thought you solved traps with charisma for a second. Interesting. Interesting not. choice. Oh, I thought you punched people with wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> what was it before? 26? 26. Hey. So, uh, Snack, you bravely go ahead of the whole party. Um, <laughs> what, Is he sniffing this, the ground like a cartoon dog? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm well, from the Underdark, and I'm trying to be cool and know how to do this stuff. Keep in mind, he's seven and a half feet tall. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's like crawling around on the ground. Um <laughs> You're all startled when a uh, raven flies in overhead through the doorway and just kind of uh, swoops down straight through this hallway that you're all staring down. And it's a long hallway. Um, on either side, you can see hundreds of skeletons um, kind of in these perfect, uh, they're all like facing each other um, on either side of this hallway. And the hallway is at least 500 feet long. And every 10 feet or so, there's a, two, a pair of skeletons staring each other down. Some of them have weapons and armor. Some don't. Are the ones facing each other, do they match? No. Okay. It, you spend a while trying to like figure out the significance between the pairs, and there's just nothing there. Um, do you know any of these fellows, Tibio? Uh, 
not offend, but I would not have. I would not recognize them without their skin. Are they gnome bones? No. Uh, all shapes and sizes. Okay. Uh, can I investigate the first one? Sure. Nope. <laughs> Don't forget to add your charisma modifier. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Seven. Taking five psychic damage. Rest. <laughs> <laughs> Is, I, is bones. I'm, hmm. Tibio, I think. Yeah. Now I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is a skeleton. You would be correct. <laughs> yes, it might be human. Very likely. All are, right. Are we concerned about this uh, bird that's flying with us? Getting a free ride into the underworld? Yes, you a spy. Can you still hear me? I yelled down the hallway. Uh, you hear this extremely distant echoing, like, oh! <laughs> It's like those ones we saw in Hogwild. Well, of course, they are the messengers here. What's... Could does, he understand? does this one have a message? Uh, possibly not. Sometimes they are just around. Mm, do they often go to the underworld? I feel like we shouldn't let random things in here. Maybe it's like a guide for us. What did the bird say? It didn't say anything. It just kind of called. It just screamed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, your your <laughs> your trap check was fairly thorough. Um, so okay. there's there's nothing springing as you move through the hallway here. There's a sign on the wall that says "Beware of traps," and he goes, "Yes, I will. <laughs> I will be aware." Um, Tibio kind of opens up his necromancy and tries to get a feel for the place. Um, these bones feel exceptionally dormant um almost like props scenery i think that uh this is not where i need to be i think we are still on our way let's go okay uh yeah you begin to travel down the hallway uh snack is sniffing things out ahead of all of you and uh you take a brief uh break uh halfway down this hallway is a little circular chamber where there's a little step up and then a step down and then you pass through that to the end of the hallway where that raven is waiting. Uh, it's sitting on a um, uh, a steel, uh, what are they called, brazier, like a fire mm-hmm. ring. Uh, and it's unlit. Uh, oh, you- I have a spell for this. We, <laughs> uh, oui, I, I, I don't mean, see why not. I'm kind of the fire person, but go ahead. I, uh, been re- I've been working on myself a little bit, and I got some new spells. Polycast Firebolts. On the brazier. Okay. Um, yeah, you like directly hit it like right in the coals and it looks like it should go up, but you just see like smoldering smoke and mm. smell a little burning, but nothing takes. Holly like shakes her crystal that she used to cast it. <laughs> oh, that's weird. It's not what the book said. Bert is going to check out the brazier. Um, yeah, you go ahead and give me an uh, investigation again. Uh, natural one. Oh my God, Bert, uh, Bert! The it's over here. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at like another can- candelabra. Like so a brazier. Else. So brazier. It's like like a big rock, right? <laughs> Where it's like I know what this is. Um, I look up at the raven and I say, um, "Any hints?" Um, it kind of like cocks its head rapidly to one side and then the other and gives you the single eye and then it flies back to the front of the room. I follow it. Um, it is perched there uh, near a torch sconce. 
there a torch in the sconce? A burning white torch. I take the torch from the sconce. Okay. And I carry it to the brazier. You pass the first skeleton and you see its eyes ignite with white fire. Whoa! And it like pulls one arm off the wall and then the other and it reaches down and grabs this rusted claymore and like raises it up and looks down at you. Um, and it kind of like eyes the torch and it like looks at the sconce where the torch should be. Um, uh, friends, I think I need um, some assistance. I run back. Uh, yeah, Uli, you're like charging down the hallway and you see this hulking skeleton take a slash down at Tibia with a claymore. Um, oh. Shield? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> How long is this hallway? Uh, it is 500 feet long. Oh, perfect. Damn. <laughs> uh, I'm try- I, I want to know if I can Misty Step with the torch or if it'll do bad to the torch. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll say you Misty Step with the torch and the torch does not go out. It's okay. still burning. Teleportation works. Okay. I do you that then. You look behind you and you see... About 20 skeletons with their eyes lighting up, all like peeling off the wall. And you just see this white flaming arrow just whistle down the hall. Oh my God. Uh, And that'd be a 19 to hit. Um, I'll see your shield still going. Okay. It definitely still hits. Okay. Is there another torch and sconce that's lit? Uh, Just at the beginning, there's two of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That is nine piercing damage as you are shot with an arrow. I'm going to die. Tibio, can, can we fight these things or is that a faux pas? Um, please fight <laughs> these things. I'm very much in danger. How far away is Tibio from me now? Um, I mean, you just started running down the hallway. You got maybe <laughs> 60 feet with your speed. 460 feet away. Tibio went 30, <laughs> so about 400 feet away. <laughs> So there's no so there's skeletons behind Tibio. Yes. There's not any. As I move forward toward the brazier, yeah. the skeletons are coming to life yes. behind me. Okay. Are you continuing to go? Oh, I'm running. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm running towards Tibio. I'm gonna cast sanctuary on Tibio. Ooh. Okay, what's the range on that? Thirty feet. <laughs> so I'm not doing that. Okay. <laughs> um Well, I'm gonna run towards Tibio. Okay. Yeah. You're right behind Uli. By a little bit. I'm running towards Tibio. Mm-hmm. Holly? I'm just by the brazier still, maybe? Yeah. End of the hallway? Yeah. Okay. So, Tibio, <laughs> you just kind of continue to panic and run, and you're about a quarter of the way down the hall now, and there is just a hellish cacophony following you. <laughs> a clacking. Oh. Clattering and clacking and like metal armor like falling off and being adjusted and swords being like raised and dropped and thrown and you uh, you pass by these two uh, hulking half giant skeletons that each attempt to drop a hammer on you as you move underneath them. If Tim's okay with this, I'm picturing like we roll initiative and if anyone gets to go before the swings happen. That's a good idea. Yeah, let's do that. That works. Okay. Let's get better than a one. Natural 20. I got a four. We reversed our rolls. I got 18. Wow. That's a snack roll. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, He got a crappy tibia roll. 12. And Holly? Two. (laughs) All right. Uh, These hammers are coming down. And uh, Uli, you are the farthest ahead, uh, closest to tibio. And you see this before tibio even realizes what's happening. Um, But these things, they were kind of... 
These skeletons were locked in like a hammer dropping position. And as soon as they come alive, their arms just fall down and swing with the hammers. I wish we would have noticed that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I dimension door bowl him over, like knock him out of the way. Tibio? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but try and cushion his little head. Uli, I'm going to say you take the brunt of that damage. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, so that's a 12 to hit. Yep. And a 21 to hit. Yeah. Okay. 12 hits you? My AC is 11. Oh, dear. I okay. don't have anything. <laughs> I think you should have gotten AC overalls instead of fire resistance. So. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, 15 bludgeoning damage on the first hammer and 14 on the second hammer. Very consistent bludgeoning damage. 29? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, so you managed to kind of... Um, Teleport. I mean, you're just like sprinting down this hall and you see Tibio about to be crushed into nothing and you just want to be there as quickly as you can. And you take one more step and travel some 350 feet in a single step. You push Tibio out of the way and you're pretty much prone on the ground and you're like, yeah, I did it. And then (laughs) just smashed by two hammers, one after the other. You all can hear like bones crunching on the ground, hoping that they aren't Uli's. Um, Next is Tibio. I see Uli come out of nowhere. I get knocked to the ground. Um, and then I see the hammers come down. And I say, no, Uli! And I cast um, Vampiric Touch on the one I can reach. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make that attack roll. One of the big ones? or Yeah. Actually. 16 to hit? Uh, it does hit. Yep. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay, so it'll be 3d6... Necrotic damage, and I regain hit points equal to half the amount of damage dealt. Okay. So, 13 damage. Okay. So, I'll take six health. Uh, You do gain some kind of sustenance off this thing. Um, When you, like, siphon this energy out of it, um, it's strange. Like, skeletons are full of necromantic energy, but you also kind of feed on that. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, it's okay for you to siphon dark energy from a skeleton. (laughs) Um, you see it uh, shudder a little bit, but it's barely enough to slow this guy down. Okay, I'm going to keep moving if I can. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up is that big old pile of skeletons that is starting to mass over itself. Uh, like there are skeletons literally crawling over other skeletons, Gross. forming this wave in the back of the room. Um, from that wave, uh, another arrow launches. Um, let's see here. Uh, and that is Uli again. Uh, that is a non-natural 20 to hit, Uli. Fuck. Uh, for six piercing damage. Oh, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to say one of those hammers comes flying through the room, like, overhead, and it just, like, crashes into uh, the ceiling not far from you guys and creates a sort of um, rough terrain of fallen stone and cobbles and debris. <laughs> Well, uh, Bert, uh, Holly will have to find a new party soon. Uh, next up is Bert. <laughs> Am I able to reach these two? Uh, these guys? Turn? Um, not quite. I'd say you're like almost to like the halfway points, and they're not far from the halfway point either. I'd say you're within 60 feet with the rubble separating the two of you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to move as far as I can toward Tipio and Uli. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... Raise my book in the air and channel divinity to turn undead. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> okay. 
fantastic. Get out of here, undead. Can't you see nobody wants you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Question. Yeah. Does Tibio's skeleton... Yeah, I wondered about that, but I didn't bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> Tibio's like, yeah, Bert, uh, Bert, <laughs> can you make his stuff now? That's I mean, awesome, Tibio though. doesn't need his bones to proceed. No, but I'd like them. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of bones here. <laughs> So this one is just uh, they if if they fail wisdom saving throw they run away from me. So I I divided the skeletons into like tiers of like strong ability. Okay. Um, with those giants being at the top of it, and when I rolled for them, I got a three, a four, and a three for their saves. Oh, okay. So even with significant bonuses, none of those would be above ten. And depending on their challenge rating, they just get straight up destroyed if they're yes. low. Yeah. And so the only ones I that I think challenge rating one or below, they get destroyed. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so Bert, you're like, this is my moment. And you just come like sprinting from the other end of the hall, like watching this wave of bone sort of overtake uh Uli and Tibio as they're like literally scrambling for dear life. And you see like the tunnel collapsing over them and everything is just going to shit. You park yourself right on top of that pile of rubble and raise your book up high and all of a sudden all the undead like turn up to see its pages and you show them wisdom they cannot perceive (laughs) Uh, these you you, the both of you look up at these glowing pages and just become dazed for a moment as you look at its light and this radiant glow uh, you feel the skeleton start to shudder and 75% of them turn to dust holy shit um, the other remaining few, uh, like shield their eyes, even though they have no eyes and begin to scramble towards the back of the place. Um, the skeletons that are still in these recesses in the walls have all like turned around to face the wall <laughs> and are now just like trying to like flatten themselves up against the wall <laughs> oh so as God. not to face what Bert has. Oh my Lord. So I think my skeleton would be fine because it's not animated. It's ambulated. Tibio's catchphrase, <laughs> ambulated, not animated. Yeah. <laughs> um, with that, I mean, for the next minute, all of these bones are either disintegrated or shaking in their proverbial boots. Um, you use this time to make it to the end of the hallway with that white torch mm-hmm. and light that burning brazier. And uh, just a few moments after you do, you see the outline of a door being shown in the white light of this torch. And the way forward becomes clear. Oh, I didn't think I'd have a chance to use that one. Oh, man. What took you guys so long with that torch? But that was amazing. <laughs> Ollie, you did nothing. Yeah. S- sorry about the skeletons. <laughs> Anyone? I rolled a one initiative, okay? <laughs> I'm not feeling too hot. Uh, yeah, I am also in a little bit of pain. Uh, I believe Jeannie will have the chandelier uh, hung at this point if anyone is interested in taking a rest. Is it time for a respite? In a lamp? Yeah, could we take a short Yeah. Oh, is that a a thing? Yep. We should probably leave it. back some... Yeah, we should probably leave the skeleton hallway, though. Um, Can we go through this door? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. First, I must check for traps. (laughs) Uh, It's an archway again, not a a locked or closed door or anything. Okay. Um, He sniffs the arch. (laughs) Snack so timidly creeps through this threshold (laughs) into the next room and there's not much to see here these these hallways are ever so slightly curved so that they kind of cut out invisibility after a while 
And all of the walls, all the surfaces here, look like a thin sheen of ice or like perfect water. Looking down the hallway here, as you're all about to head into Snack's Lamp for a quick rest, um, who's the last one out? Oh, um, me. Okay. Um, so you're all kind of like, I don't know, diving into the lamp head first, <laughs> like a diving board. And then Tibia, you just take a glance down the hallway and you are certain of what you see here. You see Judge Tonberry staring at you from the end of the hall. Mm. And you step into the lamp. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tim, your DM and your genie. I'm Hannah, playing Holly Hyacinth. I'm Thomas. I play Engelbert F.F. Wisherspoon. I'm Tara, and I play Tibio Femur. I'm John. I play Snack the Cobalt. And I'm Maggie, playing Uli. Uli.